0: Just for you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. Whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. Bing bong! It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. (laughs)
1: Welcome in to this Wednesday, January 26, 2022, a uh, show sponsored in part by Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned, full-service funeral home proudly serving our area since 1880. Spencer Pui, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us. Avery Newport running things here on TV10. And uh, Nick Verzellini, how's it going?
2: I- I'm in a different spot.
1: Yeah, we've got Avery Newport in studio running things here. I feel We'll weird. hear from him later in the shepherd report
2: but you know i need doing to get well.
1: a, nick's title fixed
2: oh is
3: what i was trying oh. to get oh off I, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we've got some right now if you can get that for um, us
1: avery please we've got some problems here going there but uh, we'll, we'll work through those
2: that's uh could you turn my mic off so i can explain to avery
1: Yes, we'll talk a lot of things today. We'll hopefully be joined at 12:30 on the program by head coach of the Jefferson Cougars, Richard Lewis. They got a big win last night over Martinsburg, at Martinsburg for the first time since 2015. Is that right, Nick? Yeah. Yes, that I is right.
3: That he said that. I
1: couldn't remember if it was 16 or 15. I Believe it was um, 15. Yeah, but uh we'll talk about that. WVU hoops in action tonight. We'll look we'll get into that. We'll hear uh From Tony Creedy in the Mountaineer Report, Um, talk about the Wiz getting absolutely obliterated in the second half. Caps on tonight, and then uh, we'll recap some EPAC action from last night. Started off, um, we'll wait for Nick to get done over there, then we'll talk about the game that we had with Jefferson and Martinsburg. Uh, But first, uh, we'll talk about some other games around the EPAC. Hedgesville got back in the wind column, knocking off Washington 53-39 in the first of two games last night without head coach Kelly Church, serving a two-game suspension after being ejected Friday night. Didn't know that he was going to serve a suspension. I kind of thought... Now we all have large titles. I kind of thought Networks. something... I kind of thought something was going to go on, uh, but I wasn't too sure. Uh, last night, talked to Rick Kozlowski of the Martinsburg Journal, and he was there on Friday night, so he kind of he helped us with that. Um, so I know, so I asked. He helped us talking about that. So uh, it's kind of interesting, Colin. What do you think about a two-game suspension for getting ejected from two tees? I don't.
3: know. I didn't know, know that I, was a rule. Yeah, I didn't know that was a rule either. I, I mean, I guess the game that he had it didn't matter matchup wise, but it's interesting why was that just my headphones that just popped did anybody else hear that just was, just mine okay so we're all good i, I think it was like it me
2: i might have shocked myself really yeah that's okay? probably what it was everything yeah. good now i'm out for the there year. we go yeah, we can good. see you yeah i just went to that one because I, i'd have to change all the title sizes i don't feel like doing that right now
1: yeah uh Fair enough. Nick, what do you think about a two-game suspension for Kelly Church? Didn't it seems know, a little harsh. Didn't know it's ten percent of your team's games if you're a coach ejected from two technicals.
2: Yeah, I mean that seems a little harsh to me. I don't know if that's a typical high school rule for most states, but at least in the uh, state of Pennsylvania, I don't know if that's a rule or not. I can't remember a coach our coach ever getting tossed for from a game, so.
1: Not something you see very often. Maybe a
2: one-game suspension, but two seems a little bit much, or 10%. That's a weird way of doing it. Um, But, you know, as long as the team gets the win, it it doesn't really matter to them that much. I mean, obviously Coach Church wants to be there for his team, but he can still be at practice and get the guys ready to play. So at the end of the day, it's going to come down to how the team executes on game day. And there's only so much he can do. I mean, obviously, he's going to try to manage the game the best he can as the head coach. But, um, you know, on game day, it does come down to the players on the court. And and you have confidence in your assistants to manage the game well, even if they're not as experienced as you are in that position. So you'd like to have your head coach there. But, um, you know, Kelly Church is a veteran coach. He knows how to get his team prepared, even if he can't be there. And that's the situation right now. And they were able to get that win either way. So it's a good win for Hedgesville. um, And, you know, Coach Church will be back now after this next game.
1: Yep. Uh, That was just something interesting pointed out last night by uh, the Journal's Rick Kozlowski. Shout out to him. Uh, for giving us that information. Uh, let's talk uh, Spring Mills got another win, knocking off Southern Fulton out of Pennsylvania, 34-26. to So two low-scoring games relatively uh, last night. Freshman Caleb Thomas led the way with nine points, nine boards, nine rebounds, almost a triple-double. A triple-single. <laughs> <laughs> there you go cardinals improved to eight and two overall and that program just keeps getting better we had luke samples on uh monday's show and uh can't say enough about how he's turned that program around and how they're ascending here to the top of class 4a
2: they're a good team uh i, I think that's been well established at this point spring mills I'm really looking forward to whenever they get to square off with jefferson because i mean jefferson is clearly the best team in the pack at least in terms of Uh, just talent and and having a veteran team but can Spring Mills compete with them can they be a real contender and maybe even knock them off I think that would be a great challenge for this young Spring Mills team Uh, but this Jefferson team was very impressive last night but I think Spring Mills I mean they continue to win finding ways to win doesn't matter how you figure it out you know uh, that's a quality team that they beat last night that had over 10 wins um, in the state of Pennsylvania so Really, they played all over all over Maryland, PA, and West Virginia. They've had several different uh, states that they've gone up against. I, I believe it might be a private school. I don't know. I, I've never heard of them. Yeah, I hadn't
1: either. Uh, but they were, I think, they were seven, eight, nine wins on the season, I believe. They were 10-3. 10-3. Ten, ten ten, ten, yeah. uh, you talk about Jefferson, potential matchup there with Jefferson. That'll be in less than two weeks as uh, – Jefferson hosts Spring Mills on February 8th, and then Jefferson travels to Spring Mills on February 23rd to close out the season, the regular season, before um, sectional play begins March 1st. So that'll be a great matchup as the final game of the year for uh, two different sectional Two different teams in different sectionals, I guess. And now it could
2: be a region championship game.
1: Could be a region championship game. We'll see that later on. Another team that uh, will have a say in that in the section with Washington and Jefferson will be Musselman. Unfortunately, they fell last night to former region foe fo Hampshire, seventy-nine to sixty-nine. Uh, so they're kind of up and down right now.
2: I'll let Colin talk about this one first, I guess. Or.
3: I didn't really hear much about it last night except for that uh, Hampshire led for a majority of the game. Musselman kept it close, just could never get a uh, run to take the lead. And I don't know how good Hampshire really is this year since they're not in the same uh, EPAC as the rest of these guys now. But you've got to just, I guess, have, take it and move on. Few. It's a tough loss. But Musselman, we've seen, still has talent. They are still capable of uh, making a nice postseason run once it comes time. But
2: got to just move on, I guess. Yeah, I believe Hampshire is now 9-4 and four after Yes, they are 9-4. and four. Uh, But obviously they're a 3A school. Um, I was surprised by that outcome. I-, I thought that Musselman would take care of business and get that win. But it's kind of like the Shrando game for Musselman, I, I feel like, because – Musselman had already beat Sharando by a good margin earlier in the year and then come up and lose to them by one. So the Applemen, they have talent. They they have a good defensive unit. But sometimes their offense doesn't quite click. And last night it seems like both offense and defense wasn't really click, clicking too well for them. Um, so I, I was pretty surprised by that final. But good win for Hampshire and a surprising loss for Musselman who now has to bounce back quickly and you know, get ready for the Cougars on Friday at Jefferson. So it'll be a completely b- different ball game than what we saw at Musselman um, going on the road. And the Applemen are going to have to play a very similar strategy to what they did to even keep it close against Jefferson last time because that was really slowing down the tempo and getting them off their game. Um, if they can do that again, they'll have a chance – But if not, if you do what Martinsburg did, which pretty much was try to keep pace with Jefferson, that's not going to be the answer because you're not going to keep pace with that offense, especially when they're clicking. They weren't clicking at Musselman. They couldn't knock down shots, and they still won by 10. Um, So it it will be a tough game.
1: It definitely will be a tough game on Friday. And you know, really, the whole schedule going forward for Musselman, uh, they'll have university next Tuesday at home. Uh, They'll be at Hedgesville February 11th, at Martinsburg February 16th, at Spring Mills February 18th, and then the final game of the season for them February 24th at Morgantown. So their schedule, they've got some easy games in there. You're going to face a Broadford and Christian Academy team uh, that's you know a private school that's not having their best season overall. Uh, that's coming up here on next Monday. Uh, they'll face Washington, who's still trying to get things together, uh, and then Broadford and Christian Academy again. Lincoln, I'm not too sure how Lincoln is doing, uh, but that game is the 23rd of February, so they'll have a back-to-back to end the season regular season-wise. So it'll be definitely be a tough schedule for them. And because most of their games will be away, I believe senior night is February 8th because they had a back, they had a front-loaded home schedule.
2: Yeah. I mean, they had that home tournament, or not really tournament, but mixer, mixer. if you will, uh, mixer. to begin the season. And um, then they had, like, two or three more home games, like, in a row. So they started the year with, like, five straight home games or something like that. So they were at home a lot at the beginning of the year. Um, But anytime you play in the EPAC, it's going to be tough on every given – or every night. So, you know, tough schedule. I mean, all these teams have tough schedules from here on out. There's no easy opponent. Even Washington, while they haven't been good this year, um, you know, they have some young talent and they could get better as the year goes on and toward the end of the season maybe pull off an upset. So, you know, there's no easy matchup for any of these teams throughout the rest of the season, at least in conference
1: yeah definitely and then we'll talk a little bit about the game that we had last night on tv 10 and wrnr on the radio side of things uh undefeated jefferson knocked off struggling martinsburg 97 to 68 cougars now 9-0 and on the season 4-0 and in the pack leading the pack uh leading the pack you like the uh, pun there
2: that's what you're going for
1: i, I wasn't really going for i just kind of said it uh let, they were The Cougars were led by Will Shively, who had 22 points and what? Did you say six threes? Yes. Six threes uh, for the senior there who averages seven points a game. So he had a breakout game last night. Freshman Jamari Jenkins with 19 points. 23,
2: actually. I miscalculated.
1: 23?
2: Yeah, they had him for 23 officially. Are you sure? Yeah, I saw that on...
1: Oh, Jamari Jenkins, guys, 23 points. Will yeah. Shively with 22 points cam johnson with 15 points gladney with 11 points there you go that's according to jefferson basketball on twitter um they're just completely dominating right now
2: yeah and it seems like they've gotten better like each and every game and we knew jefferson probably had the most talent but they hadn't quite put it all together yet and and they're a really good team i think they're definitely a contender for a state championship this year they have everything you want in a team Um, Cameron Johnson, you know, the 6'5", forward. He's the Kevin Durant of the EPAC, if you will. I mean, he can shoot it. He can drive to the rim.
1: And he had a a very nice non-dunk last night that was called due to, uh, what was it, a charge?
2: Yeah, a charge call that was questionable. But, I mean, they got good shooting. They got good guard play. They got good forwards. So they're a complete team. I expect them to be in the state semis at least, if not the state championship. Uh, Really good basketball team.
3: Yeah, right now you got them at number 2 Morgantown's the only team ahead of them it'd be great to see those teams uh go up against each other but that Jefferson team last night was really fun to watch and we've usually seen a full court press from them defensively but they didn't really need to do that as often last night yeah they had the trap here and there got the turnovers against Martinsburg but they just shot the lights out i mean they were three points away from 100 which is something that you typically don't see in high school basketball games so it was a great win for them to finally get over martinsburg i think we already said what first time since 2015 for them so they enjoyed it and the fans enjoyed it for jefferson maybe not for martinsburg there at home but
1: yeah, and you know this Jefferson 9-0 team is a great start. Well, and if you if you want to look back at that first quarter, Martinsburg scored seventeen points. They just really got outscored by a great shooting Jefferson team. Because to start it off, Martinsburg wasn't shooting poorly. Uh, you put you put up seventeen points in a quarter. That's pretty dang good, especially for a team that's been struggling of late.
2: Especially in high school, but
3: I mean, when a team you allow puts up thirty
1: one in yeah. a high school yeah.
2: first quarter, that's pretty much that's unheard of. I mean, and that's only an eight-minute quarter. So Jefferson was just on fire to begin that game. While Martinsburg didn't really get off to a poor start, at least offensively, they didn't have a lot of turnovers, uh, didn't miss a whole lot of shots. It was just Jefferson was making everything. But you got to do better on the defensive side. And I think if they would have slowed down the tempo a little bit more, that would have helped them out a lot. Because uh, if you try to keep pace with Jefferson and you allow the game to flow in their favor – I mean, Jefferson is so good in transition, and last night they were really getting the half court knocking down open shots. So it's tough to play at that tempo and try to match them, Uh, especially this year. You know, Martinsburg has good athletes, but they don't have a great half court offense, and they're not a great team when it comes to efficiency, it seems like right now. So to try to match a team like Jefferson, that's just not going to work, and that's what happened last night
1: yep that is what happened last night hopefully here in about seven minutes after the next segment we'll be joined by head coach for the jefferson cougars richard lewis but after this two minute break we'll talk some wvu hoops action they're back in action tonight at the coliseum and then we'll talk a little shepherd action they're back in action tonight we won't have that game unfortunately though but we'll be back in two minutes to talk some college hoops
0: Panhandle Printing and Design is your full-service local print shop.
4: With over 50 years of combined experience, we know how to handle all of your printing
5: and design needs.
0: We can handle anything, from small business cards to wrapping large vehicles. Our in-house design team can do it all. As a staple of this community, we love helping people promote their events, businesses, and anything they're passionate about. Envision, create, and bring your ideas to life with Panhandle Printing and Design. Erie Insurance says here's to the grown-ups who
2: move, mortgage, mow, and still bust a move. But does your home insurance still fit? Erie helps you protect the home you've grown into, all at fair prices that are often less than the other guys. So how do you find the right coverage? Magic. Nope. Local independent
3: agents
4: who get to know you like this. Your local Erie agent in Martinsburg is Smallwood and Small Insurance. Get a quote at smallwoodandsmall.com.
0: Erie Insurance.
4: WVU Medicine continues to expand to meet the needs of our growing community. We're excited to offer high-quality health care in the Shepherdstown area at our new medical office facility located on Route 45 West at 60 McLean Way. Services available at the new WVU Medicine Shepherdstown location include primary care, behavioral health and psychiatry, and specialty care. Plus, two departments of Berkeley Medical Center are on-site lab services and x-ray services available weekdays 7 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. Make an appointment today at WVU Medicine.
1: Welcome back into this edition of the Sports Mix. Spencer Pui, Nick Rosalini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us. Our intern Avery Newport running things on the TV 10 side of things. Uh, Mountaineers tonight face off against Oklahoma. I believe both teams struggling. So uh, both teams looking to get in the win column tonight. Uh, don't really have time before our next segment uh, to play the Mountaineer report, but uh, it's just Tony Creedy telling you everything you need to know. Prior to tonight's game, Colin, you're a WVU Hoops fan. Uh, what are your thoughts on this contest, resident WVU fan here Well, the I was
3: listening to it uh, when Rob played it this morning, and I agree with Tony. It's It feels like a must-win for the Mountaineers. Team's on a three-game losing streak, and Oklahoma's still a great team, as basically every Big 12 team is this year, but they're on a four-game losing streak. You've only lost one time at home, so keep that momentum going in the Coliseum. Hopefully, can get a bounce back win against Oklahoma and carry the momentum the rest of this season because you're not out of it yet. You still have a great record. You can get back into the conversation to be a pretty decent seed in the big dance come time in March, but you can't keep letting games slip. Your past three losses were against ranked teams, but now Oklahoma's not ranked, so you need to beat them to show that you're a good program.
2: Yeah, and Oklahoma, though, is still a quality team. And, and you look at what they've done this year. They knocked off Iowa State. Uh, they also have losses to Texas and Baylor and Kansas, but they only lost to Kansas by three. So while WVU may have a better record, you look at some of the games Oklahoma's played against similar opponents, and, and they've had a little bit more success. Uh, they beat Florida when they were ranked. But I know Florida's kind of fallen off a little bit since then. They beat Arkansas when they were ranked. So they have some really good wins, which is something WVU is missing. So even though Oklahoma's not a ranked team, this would be a win that would go down as a quality victory, I think, for the Mountaineers because if you look at what Oklahoma's done this year against some ranked teams, and they may end up ranked toward the end of the year. So I think this is a big game for the Mountaineers. It's a big game for both teams, and it kind of separates yourself among those like four, five, six seeds uh, in the Big 12 right now, I think. I think this is one of those games where – the teams past kansas baylor texas and texas tech who becomes kind of that next team in, in the big yeah 12. you want to be, might be the top state, of the middle
3: of the pack instead of the bottom but it's weird because iowa
2: state is two and five in conference even though they're 14 and five overall and ranked yep so you know we'll see how this one plays out tonight but uh i think it's, it should be a competitive game it really could go either way and i think it's a must win like you said for wvu
3: yeah, I believe they're only favored by two at I just home. saw one and a half. One and a half now? Okay.
2: Is now the official line. For- yeah,
1: and uh, you can hear that game on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740. A game what we will not, unfortunately, be covering tonight, or games, I guess, the doubleheader at Shepard. Uh, East Stroudsburg come into town. Uh, the men's team... 10 and 5 coming in. So it'll be a tough contest for Shepard's men's team. But uh, then for the women's team, East Stroudsburg comes in 1 and 14, 0 and 8 on the road. So things should be looking good there. Avery, uh, just your quick little one minute synopsis
6: on uh, on this game tonight, these games. Afternoon, guys. Glad to be on the show for the first time. There you um, go. So, yeah, here's your Shepherd basketball report. Women's team is 13 and three on the season. Seven and three in PSAC play. They host East Stroudsburg tonight at 5:30. Who is struggling, to say the least. Uh, they're 1-14 this year, 0-12 in conference, have yet to win a conference game. That game's at 5.30. You can hear that on the PSAC Sports Digital Network. I will be on the call tonight from the Butcher Center. I so forgot you did tell me that last night. That's right, yep. So I'll be there tonight calling both games, men and women's. Uh, men's game starts at 7.30. So Mansfield, they played on Monday. As you guys know, you guys were there calling that game. Um Got off to a poor start in that one, but the women's team rallied especially in the second half. They pulled away to win 72-52. So, they didn't start very well, but they they, you know, rallied late and they were able to to pull away and and get a good win against Mansfield. So, hopefully that'll give them some momentum coming into tonight's game against you know, uh, an East Stroudsburg team that is not doing all that well this year. So that could be certainly a tune-up game for them. Rams are currently sitting at third in the PSAC East, so this win would help their conference standings a lot. The men's team, they were struggling a little bit. They're they're kind of finding their groove right now. They're seven and eight. They're on a two-game winning streak. They're still three and six in conference play though, so they're struggling a little bit. Um, they're also playing East Stroudsburg again tonight, who's ten and five. They're on a four-game winning streak in the PSAC. So they've got to end that streak tonight. They played really well against Mansfield on Monday. That really, I think, is going to help their confidence a lot. They won 80-57. to 57. Kyle Daggett had a great game. They had five players scoring double digits. Yeah, so that was, was really helpful for them. I think their offense has struggled a lot at points this season. So to have a game like that where you have five guys scoring double figures, you put up 80 on, on a you know, pretty decent Mansfield team, that's, that's a confidence builder going forward for them.
1: Definitely is, and thanks for that little shepherd report. You'll be hearing from Avery a lot here in the next couple months as he's in on his internship until mid-April. So uh, that does it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store anymore. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living, it's family and operated, And located at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. Go to Orsini's.com for more. We come back in two minutes. We'll be joined by undefeated Jefferson cougars head basketball coach richard lewis as uh, we just talking a little bit about their game in the prior segment that's next as we return in two minutes on the sports mix
4: hi this is lauren from orsini's right here in martinsburg grilling is not just for the boys we are a platinum trigger dealer carrying the pro series all the way up to the timberline series We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger. We carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or
0: at Orsini's.com.
4: It's
0: time to roll out the carpet and bring on the Mountaineer. It's time to fire up one of the most electric atmospheres in the country. One on two, takes it to the bucket, layup shot, good, and a foul. It's the Bridges with the shot clock expiring. He hit it for three. It's time for West Virginia basketball. Takes the ball toward the basket, pulls up for a jumper,
1: win, it is no goal.
0: West Virginia wins it. Be part of the action at the WVU Coliseum. Tickets are on sale now at wvugame.com.
4: Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim? Safety doesn't come from owning a handgun. It's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off of I-81 Exit 5 at Inwood offers four levels of defensive handgun training. Get started with Basic Handgun 1, a one-day course focused on the six fundamentals of shooting, basic safety, and gun handling. Valley Guns 2 will conduct these classes on February 26 and March 12 at their Inwood location. Master the basics with Basic Handgun 1, taught by NRA-certified instructors. Find out more at valleyguns2.com or call 304-229-4411.
1: Welcome back into this edition of the Sports Mix. Spencer Puey, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us. Avery Newport running things here on the TV 10 side. Uh, we're now joined on the program by head coach of the undefeated Jefferson Cougars boys basketball team. 4-0 in the e nine 9-0 overall. How you doing today, Coach?
5: Good. How you guys doing?
1: We're doing great over here. Uh, you guys got a huge win last night over... Martinsburg for the first time beating them since 2015. You guys are on a roll right now and headed into uh, really the depths of the season going down uh, before sectionals play here in just over a month.
5: Yeah, we're playing probably right now best basketball of the year. Um, I know the last game against East on Saturday, I thought we played uh, really well against a really good team. Um, And then last night, I thought we played really well um, against Martinsburg. I know they had um, lost a couple games previous, but I thought uh, that first quarter was one of our best quarters of the year.
2: Yeah, Coach, you mentioned the uh, first quarter putting up 31 points. Um, And and it seemed like you guys were just clicking on all cylinders last night and first time uh, beating Martinsburg since 2015. So do you think that maybe led into it a little bit, that you wanted to really prove yourself against a program that you've struggled with in the past?
5: Yeah, you know a lot of guys like Deontay or Cam Johnson, the seniors. They never beat Martinsburg, so that's one of the things. You know, that's some of that's one, some of the motivation that was behind last night as well. Um, when you had kids that put a lot of time into it and were having a, you know really good season, had a good season last year, we came up short. Two games, both game, one game by two in overtime, and we lost by two or three the second game. So they were really looking forward to that game last night. Um, you can tell in the first first quarter.
3: What uh, do you contribute to your team success so far, especially last night? Just scoring ninety-seven points against uh, Martinsburg.
5: Just starting to get a little, a little rhythm, um, especially offensively. Um, I think we've we've struggled a little bit this year. Um, I know we had a game against Muscleman where we only scored like forty-seven points. In um, a couple games, I thought we shot, um, we shot, didn't shoot the ball really well like we're capable of shooting so i see i see something different in practice but sometime in the game it doesn't translate but i think um we're starting to see some of the fruits of our labor um in practice and some of these games and i think the chemistry is starting to get there um i don't think we're 100 percent there yet um with will shot but he's starting to pick his game up a little bit and do what we expect him to do this year so i think that's some of it as well
1: And you just mentioned Will Shively right there, 22 points last night. He was on it from three, I believe, uh, six threes last night. And uh, obviously we were looking at the stats coming in. He only averages seven a game, so he went off last night for you guys.
5: Yeah, you know, you got to remember Will was a third-team All-Stater as a freshman. Um, He's our leading scorer the last two years. So we we just got off to a slow start um, this year with him. He had some injuries in the off season, which I really didn't talk about. But you know, he hadn't really practiced. But three days before our first game, so he was out since September. So we was just kind of just trying to work him, work him back, and hopefully he can make it back this year for us. So uh, he's starting to get his legs under him, um, and I've noticed the last week or two that he's really starting to get in shape um, and starting to play. You know, his best basketball.
2: And not only will Shively playing well, but Jamari Jenkins, the freshman as of late, has seemed to uh, get comfortable again. At the beginning of the year, he was doing a lot of good things for you in the last two games. I know he's been double figures and uh, led you guys in scoring last night with 23. So to have those two and then how well Cameron Johnson and uh, Deion Taylor have played, um, it it definitely gives you guys a a really dangerous offense.
5: Yeah, Jamari, he's just kind of he'll do whatever he needs to do. Uh, whatever defense gives him, um, he'll do out there on the court. So, him scoring 23 is something that, you know, was something that they gave him last night as far as defensively. They were keen on – I think they were keen on Jaden Gladney um, from what I saw at the beginning of the game. So, I think it freed up some things for Jamari that he saw last night because um, Jaden had been leading us in scoring the last couple of games. So, I think that was one of the things that they looked at. I'm trying to really stop him. But um, – I think overall we have, you know, pretty much, you know, six, seven guys that could probably lead a team and score. Uh, so I think you'll see a balance act most nights. Last night it was, uh, I think, Jamari and Will was their night.
3: Undefeated so far on the year, and with that, a lot of talk about uh, perfection usually comes swirling around. But as a coach and for your team as well, does that sit in your guys' brain, or do you guys try just not to think about it and continue on with the season?
5: Just continue on. It's 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 the halfway mark um, pretty much of our schedule right now. Um, We got, according to our schedule, we got ten games left in the regular season, unless we add a game or two, which we're working on now. Hopefully, that will happen. But if not, you know, we'll finish it out um, with nineteen games. But just really working, just trying to get better. Um, Like I said, defensively, I think we're still not where I want to be, but I really, I really know we can play better defensively, uh, especially in the half court. So that's something that we really got to continue to work at. I mean, offense, like I said, we saw glimpses before, and last night you just kind of saw where we put together a first half, you know, the whole half. But can we do that for a whole game?
1: And you just mentioned right there about the offense, and Nick and I were talking about it on the pregame show last night. When you have the guys that you have on offense, and didn't even really mention Will that much when I was talking about that. Well, when you have those amount of guys that are, you know, averaging in double figures. Uh, it's kind of hard to pick and choose who you want to key on as as the other the opponent defensively. Do you think that kind of is what makes your team so special right now? Is that if it's even you know even though these these you know guys are going like Jenkins and Johnson they're in double figures you got to watch out for a guy like Will Shively.
5: Yeah, and like I said, uh, you know Will um, his first game as a freshman he had twenty nine points, so it's not nothing new. Um, but he's uh, he can go off like that at any time. Um, Jaden Gladney can go off like that at any time. Um one of the things I think you know people got to realize too that they're really unselfish basketball players. So they don't really care who who scores. Of course, as an individual, you want to score and you want to get your name in the paper. You want to make all state and you want to get accolades. But overall, I think they're team first, and that's what makes it so successful.
2: So coach, uh, your next game will be against Musselman, a team that held your offense down a little bit, as you said, only uh, I think it was forty nine or forty seven, like you said. Um so they're they're a team that that will play you tough, you know that, and what kind of challenge they provide on Friday, uh for
5: you. It's a big challenge. Um they they tend to uh give us some issues um with their size, um and their style of play, so we're definitely looking forward to a, a tough game on Friday, a grind them out game like we had three last year. And then we had the one over there placed earlier this year. Um, we, our biggest thing is we, you know, we got to come out and defensively just get stops. Um, and that'll set the tone for, you know, for us. Our offense, you never know how it's going to go each night. You don't know if it's going to go in uh, like it did last night. So we're not really expecting it to go in, you know, at that clip. But, you um, You know, just defensively, can we get stops and set the tone and maybe get the pace where we want it
2: at? We'll be there Friday as well, so we're looking forward to it. It should be a fun game. And, uh, you know, not
1: only Hedgesville, but or excuse me, Musselman, you'll have Hedgesville next week along with Spring Mills. So, you know, it doesn't get any easier for you guys. You see Spring Mills two more, you know, the next, you still have two games against them. And obviously they're having, they're trending up right now, Hedgesville trending in a good direction as well, as well as Musselman. So it's going to be a tough remaining schedule EPAC-wise for you.
5: Yeah, and the good thing about it, um, the first half of the schedule, we played all road games, so that kind of worked out. Um, where we actually won those games on the road, so now it's pretty much we're we're at home hold, holding home court. So it's now you know the balls in our court um, to defend our home court um, the next next four EPAC games. So next three EPAC games, I'm sorry. So that's that's a good situation to have, but we know it's going to be tough um, against those teams.
1: All right, coach. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you Friday.
5: All right. Thanks
1: lot, guys. I was head coach of the Jefferson Cougars boys basketball team, Richard Lewis, off to an 8-0 start, 4-0 in the EPAC. Three straight EPAC games coming up for them before they'll get one game break and then back in the EPAC, one game break back in the EPAC, and then as the season goes on. Uh, but pretty impressive stuff from this Jefferson team, as we talked about earlier in the, in the show, guys.
3: Yeah, and they were uh, really fun to watch last night and uh, – excited to call that game on Friday with a Jim and see how uh Musselman can possibly um limit this offense that they already seems did. unstoppable. They have, but to do it twice is the question.
2: I think too can can Jefferson or not Jefferson, excuse me, Musselman, you know, can they find a way to, to score? Because that was a big issue for them too. I mean they only had thirty nine uh Gosh, I can't remember what the exact numbers were, but they shot terrible from the floor in that game. It was Um, in the,
3: like, 20 percentile. Yeah.
2: I mean, they only made, like, 15 shots from the floor or something. Uh, So it wasn't a great game shooting for Musselman either. So, um, you know, can't if they they can execute more offensively, and I think really trying to get that size advantage, because that's one thing Jefferson doesn't have is a true post guy. They have Cameron Johnson who can – you know play the post at times but he, he's not as big as connor long who's like six six, and, and certainly has some muscle to him and stuff like that so if they can maybe get him going and and Woolston off the bench going for muscleman that could cause jefferson some issues on the defensive end and then just you know just keep up what they did last game i mean they did a good job defensively against jefferson but the cougars are a really tough team to beat and can you do that for a full four quarters is really uh the challenge so uh, i think it still will be a good game on friday and like coach says it seems like muscleman always plays them pretty tough
1: yeah, they definitely do. And that does it for this segment of the Sports Mix brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. We come back in two minutes. We'll wrap up the Sports Mix talking about an array of topics from the NBA to the NFL. That's next after this two-minute break. Coming up next as we close things out.
5: With hopes you were staying in.
4: Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details.
6: Do you love martial arts? Are you a little more Miyagi-Do than Cobra Kai? Dragon Warrior Kung Fu offers a well-rounded program designed to promote and encourage learning and growth in a family-friendly environment. Because Kung Fu is not just flashy fighting skills. It's a lifelong journey of self-discovery. Dragon Warrior Kung Fu. Call us at 304 304- Learn more today.
0: Hi, Kresha Hornby here. Larry DeMarco, broker of Modern Realty Results, believes he has some of the best real estate agents in the eastern panhandle. Agents at Modern Realty Results have years of experience and knowledge of the local real estate market. Agents within the office work as a team to provide quality customer service. We strive to always ensure client satisfaction through handling every transaction with honesty and integrity, all while offering competitive rates. Modern Realty Results is better known and managed. Please call us at 262-4222, modernrealtyresults.com. You're tuned into the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740,
1: and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the sports mix here for your january twenty sixth, brought to you in part by the marius group and ameriprise financial advisors john everson and phil mccoy call ameriprise financial services at 304-263-4343 or you can stop by their offices located at 1270 winchester avenue in martinsburg a lot to talk about here in this last segment we got about 11 minutes to do so uh today a sad day here as we look back two years ago today as kobe lost his life in a helicopter crash and the other day i was made aware of a connection here in the eastern panhandle that being new to the eastern panhandle did not know but martinsburg girls coach kyle triggs was an assistant to the head coach for the lakers i believe back in 2011 12 when kobe was there obviously uh with the lakers so uh it's a crazy connection
2: that's pretty cool though that triggs uh Spent some time with the Lakers, and obviously knew Kobe Bryant. Uh, growing up, he was one of my favorite players. So um, it's it, it doesn't seem like it's been two years, uh, but you know, definitely uh, something to look for, look back on. I think um, just a great career, and and very sad how how he uh, died. It's pretty surprising that it's been two years already. Yeah, ev-
3: everybody I think uh, respects the game and the legend of. Kobe Bryant going down as uh one of the all time greats and you know, me being a uh Celtics fan, he was always viewed as the villain, but I always respected him and uh miss him because he was always fun to watch no matter what.
1: I still remember that day. I think it was a Sunday. I feel like it was a Sunday two years ago. And there was a football playoffs on, I think, or maybe the Pro Bowl.
3: Yeah, it was the Pro yeah, Bowl. The Pro Bowl was on. And they started chanting Kobe.
1: Yeah, and then it was just crazy because, you know, the news came out so fast and everybody just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it.
3: it, it it's sad and I don't know. It Just got to always, I guess, remember the good times because you never know when somebody can just leave this world unexpectedly at any moment.
1: Exactly right. And, uh, you know, rest in peace, Kobe, uh, the greatest, one of the greatest basketball players, if not the greatest basketball player to ever grace this earth. I uh, let's transition. I hate to transition this way because you know Kobe Bryant, such a winner. Uh, we got to talk about the Wizards last night. Suffered a Not brutal players. loss last night. They blew a 35-point lead to follow the Clippers, 116-115. A four-point play at the end of the game with 1.8 seconds left was the final blow to an 80-point second half for the Clippers. The 35-point comeback ties for the second largest in the NBA history. Uh, Wizards now 23-25. and 25. They need to bounce back Saturday when they t- travel to Memphis, so they're off their home stand that started out successful but ended poorly.
2: Yeah. Uh, supposedly Kobe was a Wizard when Jordan was running the team. Or I guess when he came out of retirement, they were trying to trade for him back when he wanted out. Yeah. But I don't think it ever was Obviously. that close. Yeah, um, Probably would have been bad. He wouldn't have won anything in Washington. But uh, back no, to we you. Probably would have
1: never known the star that Kobe is.
2: I mean, we would have still... I mean, gave, yes, but he wouldn't would be the great. NBA champion. He'd have three championship rings. He just wouldn't have any without Shaq. Yeah. Presuming he went... But if he would have won to the Wizards, somebody would have teamed up with him, right? Yeah. I Probably. But, I mean, a guy that needs to leave Washington is Bradley Beal, because this team is absolutely terrible. I mean, I mean, not terrible, but... like You can't blow 35 points. Especially leads. to the Clippers team that didn't have Kawhi or Paul George. Some guy I never heard of had 29 points. Uh, I'm not even going to give him <laughs> your name because I can't remember it. And, I mean, that's just bad basketball. It, it seems like they're reverting to a lot of their issues they had last year, which is defense and playing down to your opponent. Um, and not that the Wizards are like this amazing Amir Coffee. Yeah, okay, Amir Coffee. He went to Minnesota.
1: How, how can you forget coffee, man? And then Luke Kennard had, uh, Luke 20, Kinnard. Kinnard had 25 points. It's the well, best he part went of doom, waking up. So I know
2: him. Uh, that's Folgers in your cup, but we're not sponsored by them.
3: Um, <laughs> that's
1: coffee.
2: <laughs> All right, back to, back uh, to the game. Back to the game. Uh, yeah, the Wizards are reverting to a lot of the issues they had last season. And not that they're an amazing basketball team, but it does seem like they kind of play down to their opponents. So they, they I, I know Bradley Beal wants to stay, but I just don't think he's going to win here for whatever reason he deserves better and he deserves what you're saying yeah
1: Yeah, 23 points nine rebounds six assists in 40 minutes so he was on the court all 40 minutes of play but you had gafford in there for 12 minutes 12 points kcp 29 minutes 12 points kuzma 35 minutes 19 A double double uh with 12 rebounds uh rui hachimura only scoring seven thomas Bryant in there for 15 minutes scoring 11 kisper got 20 minutes harold got 20 minutes uh, Danny, Danny Avdia got 21 minutes, 34 minutes for Spencer Dinwiddie, who I don't know just is not good as he was to start the season. He was great to start the season, yeah. I mean, now he's just six rebounds, four assists, five points. You can't do that in an NBA game, and when you're supposed to be one playing of the, well, when you're supposed to be a leader,
3: something needs fixed for this Washington Wizards team. The past two games getting absolutely embarrassed.
2: Yeah. In two different ways. Because if you just yeah. run down the box score, I mean, it wasn't that bad of a performance. Yeah, for it's a one-point loss. But. Put up 115 points and lose by one. But the fact that they, they blew up a 35-point lead, yeah. it's just unacceptable. And they need to clean some things up because now, I mean, if you're just talking about this season, they're trying to get into the playoffs. They might not even make the play-in at this point, how they've been playing the past few games. And these are all home games, too. Yeah.
1: They had that eight-game homestand, and you just can't, you can't lose like that as much as they did the last three games. Uh, but now let's talk about a happy moment here in the D.C. sports. 30 years ago today, Washington, then Redskins, beat the Bills in the Super Bowl. Here's a key touchdown from Rippon, I believe, to Clark.
4: Rippon was about to
1: showcase his signature talent on football's biggest stage.
0: Back he goes.
5: They would
1: go on to win that game 37-24. That was. Colin and
2: I gave the recreation over here.
1: There you go, yeah, For if TV, you're watching on yeah. TV 10. Uh, but we had Mark Schlereth yesterday. He mentioned a little bit about the reunion they had. Um, and there's a documentary on the Washington football team uh, YouTube about I think it's 15 minutes long about that uh, about that Super Bowl run 30 years ago. Uh, maybe that can bring some glory back to DC. How I don't oh, know well. <laughs> if,
3: it, if it was that easy. Hey, we're we a week away. You know, a, a week ago. from
1: now on the show we'll be talking about a new name.
2: So you never know. That won't do anything for the team, but. Uh, yeah, thirty years ago they had something going, right? I mean, they had Joe Gibbs, third Super Bowl, then Dan Snyder, third Dan quarterback Snyder the to team. win a Super Bowl. Uh, but after that, it, it kind of went downhill, and, and they haven't really been good since then. So, yeah, yeah, maybe now, one day,
1: maybe one day when
2: Dan Snyder well, decides to tell one the day, team. right? I mean, if I we keep know. playing football for the rest of time, they'll win again. Yeah. maybe. You never Everybody's maybe. bound to win, right? Once, well, guy, maybe that, not in our I mean, lifetime. Well, a but guy that's won the
1: rest of time. Let's transition to the another topic here. A guy that's won a lot of football games. Savior, along with a former quarterback, now to a city in the South in Louisiana. Sean Payton decides he's stepping away from the franchise after 16 years. Uh, that's a year after Drew Brees decides to retire. Uh, they're in kind of cap limbo, I believe, negative 50 plus million in cap space coming up this year. Uh, it's crazy because I feel like one of the long-standing head coaches in this league is just walking away.
2: Yeah, I want to say he's been there since like 16 years. 16 years. Yeah, so um, I think this is, though, a, a suspicious move to me. I think he's, because he didn't say he's retiring, he's just stepping away, meaning he probably wants to come back to coaching at some point, just doesn't want to do it in New Orleans because he knows that Like you said, they have cap issues. They don't really have a great quarterback. Um, They've had injury issues. So it's not a great situation to be a head coach. He probably doesn't want to tarnish his legacy, step away for a few years, wait for the right opportunity, and then take advantage of it. Could be in
3: Dallas. I was listening to uh, CBS Sports Radio last night after the uh, Martinsburg-Jefferson game and that opportunity after possibly uh, getting some, you know, broadcasting experience. I, here.
1: I was about to say I found it, an interesting it, it, story out last.
3: After night. that, they were thinking does he go to Dallas, you know?
1: Yeah, but we've got Jerry some Jones broad- has always guided. envied him. Hey, I don't know. I've got a broad I got a scenario for you right here. So, uh Amazon getting rights, I believe to Thursday night football coming up this year. They're trying to poach away a bunch of talent from other networks. Uh, from you know the networks, it's gonna be strictly on Amazon. Yeah, I believe oh, so. Gosh, and then I guess you can affiliate you locally pay for everything. Now, I guess you can affiliate locally, yeah. so a local station <laughs> can pick it up. Uh, but apparently, they're trying to lure away Troy Aikman. So now everybody is thinking at Fox Sports, you pair Joe Buck with Sean, Sean Payton. That's the new news coming out because apparently. Apparently, uh, former NFL Network Dallas. executive producer Eric Weinberger told uh, a network that Fox Sports wouldn't need to make a splash if Aikman leaves for Amazon. Uh, Peyton would be a splash, for I was going to sure. say maybe Joe if Buck
2: he does would leave, well. but then I thought about baseball, and he wouldn't leave Fox. Yeah, no. He's not leaving. No.
1: All right, that does it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Thanks to head coach of the Jefferson Cougars, Richard Lewis, for coming on the show. For our TV10 producer and intern Avery Newport, Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini. I'm Spencer Dupuis saying so long, and we'll talk to you tomorrow around noon on the Sports Mix again.